0: On this episode of the Perspective Podcast, I am joined by recording artist Jalen Quinn of Homa, Louisiana. We discuss early inspirations, how his recording process has changed, why the shed is so important, how no-help records form, patience in the music industry, and much more. The intro and outro record is titled Eggs and Rice, from his project Lead by Example. Without further ado, Jalen Quinn, let's get it. The economic philosophy of black nationalism only means that
1: we should own and operate and control the economy of our community. I've been riding around thinking about decisions I done made up in my life. How I'm here to be precise. All my wrongs and all my rights. All the fuck ups and the fights. All them nights that turn the mornings. All them days that started upside down but ended up all right. I'm patting down my pockets for the flame. I'm getting nice. So another episode of The Perspective Podcast. Uh, today,
0: I have a very special guest today with me. I have my dog, Jalen Quinn, here in the building, uh, the 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 head of No Help Records. You know what I'm saying? The artist, the man himself. So it's good having you on the show, brother. How are you feeling today? How you doing?
1: All right, bro. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Right. Extremely blessed.
0: I know that's right. I know that's right, man. So we're we just going to dive straight into it, brother. So uh, who exactly is Jalen Quinn? Where do you come from? What part of the world are you from? Run
1: it. Jalen Quinn uh, is an artist from South Louisiana, Homer in particular. Uh, been rapping, been making music for the greater bit of 15 years. Uh, just started a regular label two years ago, 2019, entitled No Help Records. Uh, the best rapper ever, ever. Better than anybody you can name ever. Better than anybody. That's Jalen Quinn, man.
0: Straight up. Straight up. So coming from uh coming from the Homa area, that's the 985. Yeah. Uh that that part of the world, it doesn't really get much love. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm from the 318 and we're, our, our parts of the states, they're kind of just like outliers. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people focus on the 504, the 225, the 337, respect to those places, but yeah, our right. places are, are a little different. So take me through an average day in Homa, Louisiana. Just, you know what I'm saying? Tell me what can, what can you see? What can you expect? Is it rural? Uh, is it country?
1: Um, We definitely not country, but I would say we like, we like an urban Urban town, I guess you could say, but we definitely have the makings of, of a bigger city, if that makes any sense. Uh, It's not really too much to see, to be honest. We got an east side, we got a west side, we got some bias, you know what I'm saying? But definitely a birthplace of a lot of talented individuals, and not even just talking about music. Got a lot of athletes that come out of here, like Mason Smith. He just got picked up by LSU. He from here. Uh we got a couple of people like uh Eliza McGuire. He you know what I'm saying, he got he got drafted to the NFL. Yeah. Uh he would do UL. Mm-hmm. yeah man, yeah. He also went to UL for yeah, sure. He was
0: there, we was there at the same time.
1: Yeah, man. I grew up with some, yeah, bro. Straight but up. we we uh we all we come from the same part of town from the east side, you know what I'm saying? But as far as like the area, man, you ain't gonna find much, but I think that's what like drives a lot of people to be as talented and creative because we all trying to get out, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that it's a place like a desolate place, like oh, I can't wait to get out of here. But I mean, who wants to stay in their hometown? They who like,
0: you know exactly. what I'm saying? Agreed, totally agreed. That's kind of how I feel about you know what I'm saying my town too. You know what I'm saying like it's it's talented people, but people are working towards you know what I'm saying a bigger goal. So exactly. I definitely I definitely do feel that. And so so you saying you've been on the music for about fifteen years. Um, so what? was the early influences that got you there like was it like soul train because i'm you know what i'm saying like my mom she had soul train playing on the weekends and all the other classics so just what was it you know that got
1: you to it uh was what peaked my interest well not even peaked it what got me a little interest was uh honestly i was at a summer camp man and there was this one artist that was rapping at lunch and he had everybody attention and that I think I, I thought that was pretty cool because outside of that, the only rap I really knew of was what my parents was, was letting me listen to. So I never really seen somebody rap in the flesh and actually be decent, you know what I'm saying? Decent enough to, to capture a crowd. So that's what got me like feeling it. I went home that night, wrote some bullshit, and brought it and brought it to summer camp the next day. Everybody hated it. I stopped. <laughs> and then like a couple of years. In the uh, like a couple of years after that, I want to say I was in like maybe like the fifth grade, maybe. But I was uh, I was pretty good in English class, and that's kind of what started. That's like around the time you start fucking with poetry and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wasn't really that bad at that, and I wasn't really I really wasn't bad at writing. Period. So I gave him my, you know, I gave it another chance, and it was straight. I guess for the time being, you know, back then we rapping about whatever we listening to. So I'm rapping about killing people and selling shit. and You know what I'm saying? I ain't really true to myself, but I got potential, you know? And that's that's what started fucking fast forward to junior high. That's whenever I uh, found out that you could actually record yourself. They had a couple of people I went to school with that was passing around CDs and shit. I'm thinking they, they, they bootlegging this actually let them know, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. they made, they showed me how it was possible. I got what I had to get. Like thankfully, being that my grandma was a teacher at the time, was, that's what I was living with. She was a teacher, so she had like a, a desktop already. She had a little computer mic already. All she I had to do up. was some headphones. She already had the setup. All I had to do is get the software, you know, the software, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, bro. From there, everything history. That's,
0: yeah. yeah man it's it's crazy how like some of those like the equipment is always around and it's just yeah. always missing like either like effort or either just like one more piece you know what i'm saying
1: exactly bro it's crazy because like that the the mic that she had it don't even look like a mic it's like a little computer look I, I can't even explain it but i didn't even know what the hell that thing was <laughs> up until my partners told me what it was like kind of explained it to me you know yeah. what i'm saying but yeah bro it's like you said, if everything was already there. It was just missing the effort, I guess.
0: Yeah, most definitely, of, most definitely. Of. And so, uh, fast forward to today a little bit. Whenever you, during the recording process today, are you extremely hands on, like, like you micromanage, or like you, you let your verse a couple times? You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's always a couple takes. Uh, you record your verse and then you out the way, or, or like, how how does the process go?
1: I definitely micromanage. I'll make i try to make sure my hand is on everything that we are doing for sure as far as my process. Uh I record myself, I make my own beats, I mix and master my own my own uh, vocals, and I got my own location for sure. There you go. I don't really go nowhere. You know what I'm
0: saying? Plus, you know what I'm saying, it's your environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like- yeah
1: right, right, right. And I mean we aside from the shed, we also we also have another uh we also have another location that we record at It's a secret location but uh that's the only time that I don't record myself because we have uh, another producer uh Pistol Shrimp. He was a DJ at the show. You know uh, what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah so we got his, we got his shit so when we over there he handled everything. Yeah, but Aside sure, from sure. that, yeah, bro. And
0: yeah. so and then just kind of double back double them back real quick just coming from from Homer the and in particular the east side of Homer as as you stated earlier. Like being in between, like, that pocket, like, New Orleans, VR, like, how does that help mold the sound of what you uh, want you to express?
1: As far as the sound goes, man, uh a lot of, just like you said, really, out here is br that, that influenced a lot of shit. Not really as much as New Orleans. So it's like, I'm not going to say that everybody try to sound like they from out that way, but that's what the... The beats and, the, you know what I'm saying, the cadences and the rhyme schemes, that's, it's heavily influenced by, by out there, for sure, for sure. But as far as me, I just spent a lot of time, I never really followed that hype, even as a kid. Like, I ain't get on the boosie, I ain't get on boosie music for real, for real, until like later on, like high school, wow, everybody, I was yeah. going to, uh, yeah, right, right, I was just on some other shit, bro, I was listening yeah. to like New York shit. California shit, everything that my pops are listening to, like Ice Cube and Public Enemy, and, you know what I'm saying? I really wasn't on music from here. Wayne was the first rapper that I really made me want to listen to artists from here, and I was in the seventh grade, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But aside from that, bro, I didn't really like catch on. I So, like, everything that I was doing was influenced by other shit, yeah. and whenever I took myself serious, which was only in 2017, When I really took myself serious, that's when I, like, I didn't want to be associated with somebody that wasn't here, because I'm from here. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I really started doing real homework and started adding, like, Louisiana influence to my music. And not as much as sounding like I'm from another place, but just trying to get my own little shit going.
0: No, that's the truth, though, because, like, in in Louisiana, it's the most popular sounds. It's something bounced from the city or sure. either something like just a br sound like that's just what the stamp like the the louisiana the true louisiana sound it is like a like a like that the original like jig jig records you know what i'm saying like elements of that elements uh-huh. of old old boogie you know what i'm saying elements of old webby, like like
1: bro you know don't, it don't, it's crazy cuz like you could tell when it's some br shit when you when you hear that little guitar and that Wah! <laughs> you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You hear that thing in there like it's like you know. Yeah. You know that shit, bro, but I just I spent a lot of my time away from that man and and I think me getting on it later has a lot to do with how I sound right now.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely because you know what I'm saying, that's like the original ear is yes. somewhere else, but yeah. you like you would say we know that guitar sound, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Other people across the you know what I'm saying? They going to know. The- if people from Alabama and Mississippi may not even really understand it, but um, and so th- what are th- what are some of the advantages coming from a, a smaller town? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Since you can kind of connect with everybody, what are, what are some of those advantages?
1: Uh, as far as the sound go and how my sound is in particular, it's a little easier to point me out. It's a little easier to point me out in the crowd, for sure, and that, that, that played tie advantage a lot, like especially with shows and doing stuff for the community like that, it's easy to put a, a face with a name that you always heard because it's always standing out. You know what I'm saying? True. So, aside from that, bro, I mean, as far, you know, you know how a small town is. There's not really too many secrets. Everybody know what everybody else doing. So, as far as you're doing, as long as you're doing the right thing, we're gonna travel. You know what I'm saying? So, it really, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna sit here and say that it was easy to be standing out where I'm from but when you're different you're different you know
0: absolutely absolutely you know i'm saying it's it's always different always is going to sound and feel different every time you don't
1: have to and and the the thing is bro not to cut you off but the, the, the the thing is is that we don't try to be different none of us do you know whenever you try to be different like actually put in effort to be different then you end up, you gonna end up sounding or being like whatever you not trying to be like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's it's really not as much as being different as much as it is being yourself. If that makes sense.
0: I don't know it's the truth. You know what I'm saying, and that's that's something that we was gonna get into uh, a little bit later whenever I whenever I get down to the shed part uh, oh, because huh, because y'all have a. It's different people, you know what I'm saying? It's just a collection of different people, but we're gonna get into the shed and then the, the no help records, the overall in a in, in moment. And so, uh, as I used the streaming service title, I went and I, I took a look and I listened to the music like from very beginning up to most recent. And so, the first streaming project, which was Good As Songs, it has a 2017 stamp on it. Uh, just tell me about like that first recording process and and then we'll just kind of go forward from there.
1: Uh, so I actually dropped a project before Gas, but it was, I only put it on SoundCloud. It's called uh, Two Fingers to the Street," And that was like my first project of me really taking myself serious as an artist. But of course, being that it was only on SoundCloud, it didn't really get that much traction. But what did start getting me traction is doing shows. I started doing showcases. Uh, I was like, I was doing open mics in Homeland and then I started doing like shit in Lafayette and in New Orleans. And the biggest thing that really got my name going, this is before Gas, but it's like the, the biggest thing that kind of got me a little static in, in, in the city was me performing at the House of Blues. I did that twice. Sure. In two showcases over there. And you already know, people see that, your name tied to a name like that, everything else is going to go up. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I recorded, uh, what's the first song I recorded? Uh, cool Water, on, Off Gas. That was the first song I recorded. And when I dropped it, that was the very first song that I dropped that did A Thousand screens. There you go. Yeah, man. So from there, I just decided to make an album around Cool Water, and it became Gas.
0: It is. It is. And so uh, with I see that that one also has the stem. Well, currently, it has the No Help stamp on it. Was it- no help at the time or was it just kind of like did you you had like an older homie that you just recorded with or 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 Uh, somebody guided you through it
1: so 2018 i was in a management situation uh with with a company called no money and i recorded that music while i was uh being managed by them and I, Gas Gas wasn't recorded, but I released it under them. Yeah. Like yeah. while I was with them. And that that tape, uh, I've been ducked off, and a couple of singles. I want to say like King Kong. King
0: Kong. Did Kong. all
1: I did all that with them. And then whenever I got out of that situation, I took they gave me the music back and I just re-uploaded it.
0: That's honorable. You know what I'm saying? That's that's definitely honorable. And that's definitely something that I did hear as I was going through the music. It's it sounds different. You know what I'm saying? Like gas as uh, i know you you call it gas now so gas that's uh, and i can kind of tell that that was prior and then Mm -hmm. there was those projects in between like with no help from you one ducked off uh and then it looks like lead by example that's whenever it started to sound back to that original core Mm uh and so and then uh just even in this music industry right we live in this world where like participation trophies are given out and personally like i i hate that like i hate it i really do so instead of like earning things things are just given speak on just patience like patience with going through like being independent then having a management then having having your own so just speak about like the patience and
1: everything um it never seemed like it's gonna happen when you in it when you're in the middle of it like Sometimes you don't realize how far you came until you put your head up and realize. Like, yeah, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Cause before that, your head just be down working. You know what I'm saying? Like I can remember when I dropped gas, bro. When I when I dropped gas, I was tripping because people loved it. And that meant that I had to come with some more music, some better yeah. music. <laughs> so I only got so like at the time I only had one project on all the streaming platforms. So I'm tripping. Like, and then I fucking I'm so excited about how good Gas did that I spilled the beans on No Help One. That was the tape that came after that. Yep. And I was, talk, I was talking about how that bitch was going to drop on New Year's. But I, I ended up not dropping it until like April. Just because I put so much pressure on myself. I wanted every song to be perfect. And i get frustrated, throw a song away, restart. You know what I'm saying? I was doing that so many damn times because of that pressure I put on myself. Because I was impatient instead of just going with it, putting my head down and working, you know what I'm saying? But in retrospect, bro, shit is, you just got to stay working. And, you know, I always tell my friends and my, like, my family and shit, man, like, you're going to get was what, meant for you. That's not the problem. It ain't, it ain't even a problem, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get what's meant for you, but the, the twist in that is that you got to be there for it. You know what I mean? Like, we all, we, everything that's meant for us gonna happen. That's like, it's already written, but we gotta be prepared for it when it, when it comes. For sure, for sure.
0: Gotta be ready to receive that blessing.
1: You yeah, bro. I mean? Always, man. And that's, that's a big part of being patient. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna, you keep rushing with, you keep rushing your situation, you gonna end up fucking yourself over. The, you yeah, at, I mean?
0: at the darkest hour, you know what I'm saying? That's whenever, that's whenever that breakthrough, it, it really happened and shit. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? We, we get breakthroughs in the dark in the darkness like yeah,
1: it's, it's it's, it's up, another bro. it's
0: another tunnel instead of you know what I'm saying dig into the right you know what I'm saying dig to the left you know what I'm saying and then yeah.
1: that's whenever
0: you hit that oil or the, or them diamonds you know what I'm saying whatever you know just the, the next Real level shit,
1: man. so yeah bro it's for like with, with with being patient man you i think what what's the question like you was asking me
0: just just about patience you know what I'm saying just how how the is value everything of it? Just, yeah
1: yeah man it's it's bro it's nothing worth it going to come overnight. Nothing, whether it's the girl you trying to holler at or you got a job where you wanna get promoted to a certain position or whatever, even saving money. Ain't nothing gonna happen overnight. You gotta be down for it. You gotta be working for it, man. And whenever it happens, you patience is gonna come second nature, especially if you like if you start taking L's and this shit, and anything like L L gonna go add patience to whatever you're doing, man. Like, you know, if you don't quit and you keep persevering. Patience ain't going to be nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're going to end up being patient and everything else in your life.
0: So in be- in between projects now, how do you kind of, after you release the project, yeah. it, it does what it's supposed to do. You know, you promo, you market. How do you take time away to like Excel? You know what I'm saying? And then reset and then go back to the drawing board. You know what I'm saying? Or just go back to the I, pen and paper?
1: Don't. You just. I, I, I'll be, <laughs> I just make songs, bro and you know what I'm saying? Like now, I said all that earlier to say too, like whenever I wasn't ready. Like when I dropped gas and I didn't have nothing that's because I wasn't... I, I took a break. I was taking breaks after, but like now I kind of learned that you can't... You always got to make music. Like even whenever I was making Jailin' the Mountain, like the last tape that yeah. I dropped, I was making songs during that. And because I was making songs during that, now I got a project that I'm about to drop. You know what I'm saying? So... To answer your question, bro, I don't exhale. I mean, it's you, you obviously you exhale. I might take like a week before I get back in the studio, but I'm never really out the studio. Because yeah. even when I'm working on a project, like if I make a song and, and the song don't fit the project that I'm working on, I'll just put it to the size, you know just what I'm that saying? That's to the side, bro. Have that stock ready.
0: And so, and then whenever you as an artist. Can you explain to the people like what's the difference in between whenever like a consumer streams your music versus just buying like your music straight up?
1: Uh, well, I know as far as the first week go, if you wanna if you wanna put streaming versus album sales together, like I go in a store and buy a CD, you'll probably make more money in the first week off of album sales because you're spending. What ten dollars on a on a single CD, you know what I'm saying? Versus spending a couple cents every time you play. Actually, even you're not really even spending money. It's like you're spending a fraction of a penny every time you listen to some, versus uh, spending ten dollars on the CD. So that first week, yeah, you might have more money in album sales, but over time, like me and you, we ain't gonna let's say. What's something that dropped? That uh what's what's cold album that just dropped? Like, yeah. uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the most so, recent album. So cold new shit. Me and you, we ain't gonna buy that just because it go hard. Me and you we ain't gonna buy the CD five, six, seven, eight times. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we're gonna stream it five, six, seven, eight times, and that that's where it add up. That's 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 how you get more money on the back end from streaming, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. versus us spending that singular $10 on one thing and whenever you could listen to the same album however many times you want, that shit add up. Yeah, You know what I mean? That's why it's the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I Like a lot of people, they, they they really just don't understand, you know what I'm saying? Because you see different artists, they'll say, oh, stream this, buy that, or they'll push a particular product. But at the end of the day, like it's, I, I think that, Consumers, they need to know the difference, you know what I'm saying? Too. Yeah, for sure, because oh, man,
1: it goes no, further for right. everybody
0: that's involved.
1: As Deaf man, streaming music is more like making an investment in the music versus just buying it one time, man. Because you have a CD in Best Buy that's only going to be there depending on how good the CD does. Like, you might have a you might, of course, make like a thriller or a, a chronic album or a doggy style that's going to be in the store fucking forever. forever. Right. But everybody not that fortunate. Yeah. So a lot of the times, even if they get their music in stores, they're only going to be there for so long versus your shit on, on a streaming site, that's the internet. And you you know, when something on the internet is there forever. And that's like real estate. You know what I'm saying? It's going to make more money the longer it's there. For sure. So as,
0: as a music fan, right you, right? you are similar to myself where we've seen how to get music gets evolved from tapes cds uh line wire, you know what i'm saying and yeah, then you right. have your mixtape platforms like dad piff live mixtapes every every you know those places like that and now we're at a space now where those websites have evolved into the streaming business that apple title spotify all your other major dsps provide so
1: right.
0: and that's that's kind of happened like fast you know what i'm saying like that jump like especially from the streaming websites like uh, the mixtapes websites from the late uh, 2000s up to let's just say 2013 is whenever streaming really took off so as a as a music fan like do you do you hear like the difference in between some of the the quality of the music as well like oh tapes, for sure, CDs? Man.
1: yeah but the uh it's i just learned this recently it's the uh the platforms themselves like apple music and spotify and title they have their own uh, audio quality uh, filter, I guess you could say, that they put music through, mm-hmm. like to make it sound better or different. It, like it, it becomes like a a, a competition thing, like yeah, who got the yeah. best sounding music, I, I guess you could say. Which I think is title. Yeah. I think title got like the best. Uh, I don't even know what to call it, bro. I wish I had I had a name for it, but it's like a certain filter that they put music through to make the quality better but it's only patented for that specific platform yeah you know what i'm saying like apple music got their own uh chain of shit that make music sound good so uh same as title same as spotify yeah
0: that's what and if you notice well like i say i use title i mean i i have apple as well i have spotify as well but i mainly use title but i definitely hear the difference like in between because title is the only ones that really show you like master tracks
1: yeah um, right exactly and i just seen the apple music just now started to do that and probably to compete with Title.
0: yeah you know what i'm saying they probably you know had to work the phones because i mean the streaming thing is still kind of new uh we're yeah, coming up true. on about 10 years so everybody's still trying to figure it out but uh there's there yeah it's definitely a, a major difference and so uh that's just something i, I just want to know like from a fan perspective you know from a fan of music like do you you also hear the same thing
1: okay, and so, so
0: uh, you did mention about the shed, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, this is the shed right here on the shirt. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I
1: wanted to compliment the shirt earlier, man. It was a nice shirt,
0: bro. Man, man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this the shed, it's it's like a mythical place. Like, everybody, like, I, I hear so much about the shed, and it's, it's outside, it's in conditions. You know what I'm saying? It's hot. It's cold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it really <laughs> takes on the elements, so... Uh, yeah. Talk to me about how the what what is the shed first? Like what is the shed?
1: Oh uh, man, so the shed and <laughs> had many names, bro. That bitch has been the bakery. That bitch has been the shed. It's been the studio. It's been recently. My partner called it the Queen Cave. That shit's so funny. Man. <laughs> that shit's so funny. But bro, I mean, the shed started, man. Really, the concept of the shed. It started whenever I was talking earlier about recording at my grandma's house. Uh, we was, I was pretty much on her computer every day recording and shit. And I filled up her, her, her computer with my files and it got slow. She ended up getting a new joint. And she gave me that one and she let me set it up in her shed. In, in her shed in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? And she, only my grandpa really used it. And he only used like barely like for like cutting the grass, and, like he never really spent a real time in there. So what we did, you know what I'm saying? We set up a little desk, put the desktop there. Uh, the shed had an extra room in there, so you know once niggas had jobs and shit, man, we bought mics and all that. Put the mic in the in in one room, ran the wire to the computer so it could be <laughs> like a booth. You know what I'm saying? We had it popping. That was like 20, I was like 2009, 2010.
0: Oh man, that's ten years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. And then from there, for whenever uh, we move, whenever I moved back with mom's, or not moved back, but like whenever we got a new crib, it, it was uh, it was me, my mom, my brother. We had a shed behind my house. You know what I'm saying? And but that's that's the shed today. They can just go <laughs> go there now. You know they could have moved out, but we still go back there, and that, that's that's where the music is made for the most part. And I, the shed is the the shed is a symbol for no help records because uh that's pretty much where everything significant that I did took place at as far as making gas I drop I made gas in the shed everything that I dropped on social on the uh, the streamers on platforms that's been in the shed bro cool. and yeah man and just we I did it with no help like just that whole. I was trying to figure out the, the the name of the label and a symbol for it at the same time, and it fucking hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was sitting, I was sitting in the shed thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I don't know. Me and me and my my, my manager Jetty, we trying to figure out what to name this shit. We just thinking like, I don't know, bro. We, I just know that I did this shit with no help, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. help records. Yeah. Oh, man, so how we going to symbolize this? I don't know. Hmm. Where, oh, are shit. <laughs> Where are we right now? We in the shed. I drew it, so I, yeah, I drew that myself. That's like my, that's actually my, my drawing. I love you know it, what man. I'm saying? I love so, that, Yeah, man. bro. Drew that on a paper. I sent it, I sent it to my homeboy, and he, he uh, uploaded that bitch on Photoshop, And That's what it is, no? It
0: is. There it is, and so pretty much that was the birthplace of not only, you know what I'm saying, just the, the foundation of Music, you know what I'm saying, but the label, uh, merchandise, it just and every and so much more, you know what I'm saying. Everything, it's-
1: bro. We, we use that biz for meetings. We that's you know the little chill spot. That's the little headquarters for everybody. You know what I'm saying. Like I don't even a lot of the times like like LC LC recorded a good bit of fantasies and fables in the shed. A uh, couple of things, man. Just that's I like I like that people go there to work. Yeah. And like you know, they 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 know that if they can't go anywhere else, they come to the shed and handle their business.
0: Come to the shed and work. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and that's that's something that I, I get a I get a feeling from it too because from what LC has told me, from other things that I just hear just around, it's respected as the workplace. It's not just the hangout spot. Like, yeah, because nah, that, sure. that changes the energy around.
1: It. Yeah, you're not coming through the shed if if, if we don't respect something about what, like your grind. Like you know what I mean? Like that's not just a place anybody could pull up because my brother uses it as well. Cousin Cooter, he uh he runs Move Forever, and that's that's who shoots a lot of my music videos. But they, uh, he he definitely uses it for the same purpose. We don't and we don't let nobody in there that ain't working. You got to be real special to be just chilling in that bitch for sure.
0: And that's not only is it like the logo for the for the brand, but in uh, the company, like it's also like the artwork for nights nights in the shit yeah yes. and
1: that's the actual shit that's act. that's the actual shit yeah, well, yeah definitely- like
0: yeah that's
1: what it looked like for
0: sure. so so just speak on like some of those conditions that go on in there like whenever it's like because people don't understand like louisiana get cold like people don't understand yeah. that and people don't understand like it's we need shit. I'm a, I'm a it's of water. a shame,
1: bro. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, it ain't like no, it ain't no house. You know what I'm saying? That bitch not insulated. <laughs> so that bitch is when it get hot, it's hot in there. When it get cold, it's cold in there. We got fans and we got space heaters. You know what I'm saying? But like, like uh, best in the city,
0: mm-hmm.
1: man. We, me and L, me and LC, we recorded that. I think we was working on that from November. To February, or we dropped it in February. So November to January, we was working on it, bro. And it was definitely very cold them nights. It was very, very. well. I remember. <laughs> I remember the night we finished. I don't know why, but it was like one in the morning when we finished the last song. I'm like, man, we ought to go take some pictures. So me, L, and another dude, we went down downtown and home at like one in the morning in January. It's fucking freezing. It's like. Thirty something degrees. Yeah, man. And we trying to take pictures and shit. We walking and down. We walking downtown. They looking at me like, "Son, what are we doing?" I, said, I, I really don't know. Yeah, like this. But we, I said all that to say it definitely is exposed to the elements, bro. For sure. Like I wanted to have an interview in the shed, but it's raining today. The shed got a tin roof. So when it rains, it's you a can little hear, louder. Yeah, you can hear this shit. I ain't gonna fuck up. The, you know what I'm saying?
0: More stuff, more stuff. But yeah, man, the shit is definitely. I've I've heard a lot about it, and and on top of it, I just I respect places like that. You know what I'm saying? Because people are always looking for like the perfect situation. Like, I need, uh, bro, I need this, I need
1: exactly, uh, exactly. And shit, and and take man, and you want to talk about patience. You, you got to be patient fucking around. Yeah, really be patient fucking around in the shed, bro, for sure, for sure. Because it might be some days where it's raining to where you can't record even though you know you got some words to get off. You know what I'm saying? Or it might be too cold or it might be too hot. Like just any kind of shit could, could get in your way. And over the years, I've had to learn how to kind of deal with it and how to make sure it don't work against me. You. you know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: How to maneuver, how to maneuver how to through
1: maneuver. it. Yeah. yeah. Right
0: that and so uh putting that putting the label together right was it the right people that just had to be around was it like you said it had to be special people what was it that that really just made made no help like what it what it is today
1: uh well originally like i said it was it was started by myself and my manager justin richard uh I was just getting out of the, the management situation with no money. And I was talking to, to Jetty about it. And he was like, he was on along the lines of, you know, I've been working offshore a long time. Well, a couple of years now, and I got enough money saved, so I want to invest in a local business. And his first thought was to invest in my music, you know. So that's how it started. He started picking up uh, tricks of the trade with management. And then that's when we start. Uh, we uh, that's when we got with the other two founders of No Help Records, which is Jake Jordan. He's the other main manager, and T Steeze, That's my that's my producer. That's my. I was gonna ask you who is, who is Steez next because I've never man. seen Steez, but yeah, I see the I, name.
0: It's all. It's even on the nights and the shit.
1: Yeah, man, that's the definitely one of the most talented people I've ever met. I think I constantly say this, but I think that T Steeze is gonna make it. I think he's gonna be the one that put us on. I don't think it's gonna be me. I think it's gonna be him for sure. Either him or Vest Visuals, but that's another story. But uh aside from that, man, like like I was saying, bro, we we, we got together, bought the LLC, went to the bank, got you know, made the little bank account, and that's when we started uh recruiting people. Like I think L L C was the first artist on the label, uh, then Pistol Shrimp and Vest Visuals. We also got we also added a couple of people along the way, but they fell to the wayside due to you know different reasons. So this situations happen, right? And we got and we got people that we work with, but ain't really uh in no help. You know what I'm saying? Like our uh, like the people that the person that prints our clothes, uh, grind daily. That's that's the that's the brand, but Rashad Rainey, that's the person himself. He might as well be in no help. He just not officially, but we've been working with him since day one with, with the merch and all that. So it's, it, we got like a network going on, bro, for sure.
0: That's lovely, man. That's lovely. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it took me a while, you know what I'm saying? To really be like, I, I need others around, like the right people around, because it's, to an extent, it's like a pride thing. To an extent, it's a, it's a control freak thing. Like, that's why I asked like about the micromanagement. Uh yeah. So it's like, but that's that's great that you, that y'all saw that early. You know what I'm saying, and then because shit more gets accomplished with a team, aside from hey, one man. individual,
1: bro. And it's it's really crazy because I thought just having a manager is I thought that was helping a lot, and it, it it do. But whenever you got a team and everybody play a specific role, don't nobody step on nobody toes, don't nobody do the other person' job for them. You know what I mean? Everybody got a specific role that we that we play. So whenever everything happening like that at the same time, it's like a well oiled machine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like a car, like a they got different parts to a car and they all got different purposes, but all those different purposes come together to make the car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what this shit is.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so recently, uh I see it looks like the label they pulled pulled music down and then the music was re-uploaded. Mm-hmm. Uh so just can you just kind of explain just what happened there and and is, there, is everything in a better situation
1: now? Oh, for sure, man. Uh, we only did that because myself, LC Sun, and Fest Visuals, we just signed distribution deals to an independent uh, record label called I Represent Music. They're out in New Orleans. But we had to take our music down from our separate accounts. We got We all had accounts on United Masters. So we had to take out that music down and re-upload it through uh, Reps streaming service. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, it's, it's really just a just to make sure we get paid for that music too that we already got out. Yeah,
0: just switch your hands, switch your hands for the greater for the greater good. I understand. I definitely yeah. do. And so then, even just going through your discography, like I said, your voice hasn't changed at all. Meaning, <laughs> yeah. meaning like you don't mess with like auto-tune it may have been like one or two records that I heard maybe on uh Lib Lee, Lee by example or Jalen and Mountain. It may have been like one or two records, but you don't really mess with auto-tune whenever that was a staple for you know a sound for a long time. So just explain like why why you haven't and and your voice distinction is important too and we'll get into that next. But just explain why you just never like messed around with auto-tune or anything else.
1: Uh I have and at first at first I didn't because a pride, like it was more like a pride thing. I didn't want to feel like I needed it as a crutch because I like auto tool, one of the things that it works so damn good that you're gonna want to use it on everything. Yep, it's kryptonite. So yeah. So I was really trying not to be dependent on it. And you know, just my problem with I've always had the problem of following trends and shit too. So it really wasn't that hard to not. Do. But uh I realized. Later on, like I think I I I first made a song on AutoTune Five. Now that was no help one. That was with no help from you, part one. But when I made that, I kind of realized that even though you don't need to be dependent on it, it do make a song way better. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause especially like the, the direction for that song in particular that I was going in, it wouldn't have just been sounding right if I would have just set it how I said it without auto tune. You know what I mean? Like the auto tune kind of set it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of made me a little bit more open to using it. And since then I still use it pretty sparingly, but I use it more as like a tool. Yeah. And you know, and not like a aesthetic.
0: No, yeah. Not not a not a steady. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I have to use. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I don't, I don't wanna have to like I said, just depend on it. I don't wanna like be able, I don't wanna have full-length projects on auto-tune. And I don't wanna right. have an auto-tune back. That's not who I am.
0: Yeah. Most well, definitely. And and then, like I say, like your voice hasn't changed much in the music at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was recording in 09, recording up to 2021 and beyond, as more music is is still to, to come. Whenever prior to you really putting music out, like did you have to Really like find your voice, uh, to know what sounds right over over records or or how, just
1: yeah for sure. But I but thankfully, being that I've been recording for so long, I kind of I learned that early. I learned that like early. Even like back whenever I didn't even I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do this for a living, mm-hmm. and I was like, goddamn, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, like I, that really. What I tell people that just started starting to rap or just starting to make music, like, don't read it, feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean. You you rehearse yo. You rehearse the shit that you write, so it could kind of come to you naturally. That way you don't have to depend on your phone or the paper that you written on, that you wrote it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta go over it enough times to where even though you're gonna be reading off it, you don't need to. And whenever you're not depending on reading it, that's when you could kind of focus on saying it. You know, I imagine that's how actors learn how to uh, rehearse scripts and shit. You know what I mean? Because they're not just reading. They they saying some shit that was pre-written for sure, but they're not saying it, they feeling it. Like they're yeah. making you believe that that, was, that came, that they wrote that themselves. They wrote that themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's and it's, it's a feeling, you know? And we ain't acting.
0: For the right. most part,
1: you know. For the right, most part, right, right. but you know, for like me personally, I'm not like I said, I ain't, I ain't acting. I'm just feeling what I'm saying because I said it. Like I, I mean what I say. Yeah, you know it's, what
0: I mean. It's the it, like you say. It's not just like the the feeling, but it's it's muscle memory too. Like whenever you actually in in rhythm, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's right. Steph Curry in the gym. You know what I'm saying. It's James Harden with the between. You know what I'm saying. Like it's nah, you you're in, you in full rhythm of, of everything. So and uh speaking of that which leads us to lc uh i remember a couple of years ago uh lc he was he was at he was at the crib and he he was getting ready to record his miss new booty freestyle right mm-hmm. and he was like dog i i got to go back to the house and i got to record this one and i was like sure, you know you could record right here right and he was like nah like it's it's something i got to say i got i got to get it off you know what i'm saying i was like all right. holler back whenever you holla back whenever you get back, you know what I'm saying? In the area, you know what I'm saying? And, and everything'll be cool, right? Yeah. So, he comes back after he records, he has a pop eye. He has a pop blood vessel in his eye. His I eye might have been fucked up for about <laughs> for about 5 months like no don't
1: No. That.
0: So, what was it that kind of brought y'all together meaning about about feeling about the music that's how I know that's how I knew he took it serious, you know what I'm saying? But what brought y'all together? Like, how did y'all meet? How did y'all come
1: across each other? Uh me and Al been knowing each other for like like outside of music. We we've been knowing each other. His sister, like my best friend, like at, at one point in my life. We still close, but we were closer at, at that point. So we knew of each other, and then so just so happened that. All of L best friends in high school, I was I was going to school with him. Like L, he he from Tiverton. That's thirty minutes from home. And the niggas that he was friends with, I was actually going to school with them, and they all knew me as the little dude that was always rap and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they knew, you know, they, they was always familiar with each other. But what got us where we are now? Uh, whenever he started doing shows, he had a show. At a bar called the Boxer, and uh, that's that's in downtown Homer. I don't want to get too much into. I don't want to sound like I'm ripping on my dog and then you know what I'm saying. But the his his performance, I put him to the side and talked about it. You know what I'm saying. I, and to sum it up, I told him that like you can't perform for the people that you already know they're gonna come fuck with you regardless they're gonna come support you regardless and not because of the music because they love you and because they know you yeah. what you're doing this shit for is for the people that you don't know that don't know you that's in the crowd that's you real. know what i'm saying like you don't want to be rapping you don't want to have rap for somebody that never seen you before because that's going to deter them from coming to see you again and even worse that's going to deter them from from listening to your music you yes. know what I mean? So that's that's where it started. I was just telling them like, man, next time you perform, don't do that shit for your partners in the front. Do that for the people in the back. You know what I'm saying? Do do that for the strangers. Yeah. And and from there, I told him, you know, start coming to the shit. Start start hanging out while we were working on music. I was working on uh, lead by example at the time. That's the project I was working on. So he just started coming through for that, and yeah man he was and he was like in the back he was in the background the whole time i was making nights in the shed as well and that's why we got that that song anomaly together yeah because he was he was in the room
0: yeah and then which which eventually led to the 2020 tape best in the city yep. and so at that time now you know what i'm saying a lot of people they ain't they ain't, you know people gonna feel offended but i'm on the side of Get your raps up, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then and, and then you know what I'm saying, you could you could challenge you don't the feel like
1: that, prove you wrong. Yeah,
0: exactly. So whenever y'all put, put the collab tape together, it was obviously already chemistry there, you know what I'm saying? Because he was in, in the back, in the backdrop, you know what I'm saying? And so what led to you respecting his raps like that? Like to
1: um just be on it, man. Honestly, it just he don't. He not gonna let you out rapping. He's not <laughs> gonna let you like you know just sitting like yeah man. We we sitting there. We both writing songs. We both talking shit to each other like that. You ain't about to, you know you know my friend's about to go harder than yours right. Like that's how we talk to each other type of shit. You know what I'm saying. And even before we started working together in the label, that's how he was talking to each other. That's what made me respect his pen. And he actually he fucking cold like yeah. yeah. They're like anomaly. Man, so anomaly. I had to, I had to think about it for a second, but anomaly wasn't the first song that we made together. The first song we made together was actually shucking and jogging like, mm-hmm. and and that was like that song right there was so hard that I ain't want to put it on what I was currently working on. I had to save it for later, there you go. and that's, when that, that's why that bitch on no help too. Mm-hmm. But whenever we did that song, bro, I just man, that man said, "I'm about to I'm about to kill this shit." And he sat down and wrote for an hour and he spit what he had, and it was just like, oh yeah, bro, you 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 official. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause it wouldn't even an hour might be a long time for some people, but like when you really trying to make a, a good piece of music, sometimes an hour ain't enough. And sometimes when you do shit in an hour, that is like it's mind blowing no more. Cause like, how could you sound this good without no prior practice? You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's that's how that was for, for L, bro. I mean, he made me feel so played that I erased what I wrote, <laughs> and I wrote the, the third verse that's on there now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And from there, bro, I just had that respect for him as an artist.
0: That's something that he definitely says for you as well. Like, it's really, like, anytime, like, I just talk, he's like, he's like, dog, iron sharp, sharpen iron. Like, that's just what it is. He was like, I, I hate whenever he – he says I hate whenever he lay a verse, and I gotta go back and I gotta start all the way over again. No, <laughs> <Like>, oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: real talk. It'd be like that. I just showed, man. I just showed L some shit off my new album. He said I quit. <laughs> that's what I was like. Bro, I hate, you. God, I hate you. I quit.
0: That sounds like, just like it. That sounds just uh, like. It that
1: that real. that shit is so funny because I know he he about to come. He about to show me some shit that's harder than what I showed him, and that's gonna make me to step it up. Like, mm-hmm. like, to be honest, bro, I made Jalen the Mountain because he dropped fantasies and fables, and I wasn't fucking satisfied with myself. Because before he dropped fantasies, I dropped No Help, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I worked for that album for like a year. You know what I'm saying? And he dropped fantasies and blew my shit out of the water, I felt. And I was like, oh, hell no. I gotta get, I gotta get, get the last laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta back get to get it. The last, <laughs> uh, I gotta get the last word in this shit. So I, I came back and I made Jalen Amount. But L really, like, inspired me to really, I felt like No Hell 2 is some damn good music that I put a lot of effort into, but I he made me kind of dig for that potential, that extra potential, for sure. Because I was feeling played, bro, and we, of course, we're not in competition with each other, but I'm like, God damn, how this <laughs> man going to do that? This just sound like a movie. I can't go out like this.
0: But no, like, rap is, is competition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like. I'm I'm sure you play ball. You might have played football, basketball. You know what I'm saying, just something like that. But you be on the court, you hooping with your, you know what I'm saying, one of your classmates. You know what I'm saying. Like oh. he he might have got me today in PE, but you know what, uh, what I'm saying. Tomorrow, I got I'm all the smoke. Oh, <laughs> boy,
1: um, man, I'm an extremely uh competitive person, bro. You can ask you guys, ask L. Next time you talk to him, son, I do not like to lose. I do not like to lose, bro. And I don't. That's the only time me and him. Me and him rapping together is the only time that I don't feel like I'm winning or I'm losing. I just feel like I'm training. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's
0: major. Yeah, that's major. For real. And then just one last question in regards to L is just uh, on his latest project, Rocket Science, right? Yeah. You got a verse on Legends. And just I listened back to it a couple of times and it's just, it's it's personal. Like it's it's deep. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it sounds like a dedication record to, to somebody and, just Definitely. can you just kind of elaborate on that verse a bit?
1: Uh, man, well, first and foremost, I'm a barber, that's my day job, so to say. So, that verse was dedicated to my mentor, who uh, first person that put me in a barbershop named Big Tank Clyde, uh, Clyde Scott, man, Clyde Scott senior, uh, Clyde Scott junior, sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, that was. More than my mentor, he was like a father figure to me, for sure. He he really played a big part in who I am today. We was only cutting together for like three years, but I was green. There was a lot of shit, not only about cutting hair that I didn't know, but just about life. Being that I come from a home with a single mother and my father in my life, but he wasn't in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I see him every day, so a lot of shit. I had to learn on my own or like through mistakes and shit. You know what I'm saying? So having a a more not like a, a, a concrete male figure in my life, somebody that I'm around every day. You get to learn a lot. A lot of his tendencies start to rub off on you. That's how I was with Tank, man. I met a lot of good, great people through him, a lot of lifelong uh like friends that I that I got through him. You know what I'm saying? I also met uh one of my favorite rappers. Uh, in the local area, Hustle Holly. Like that was somebody that came up under tank. And I was blessed to meet him and we got cool before he passed away. So yeah man. So just just to sum it all up, man, Tank like really one really, like, was one of the greatest men that I've ever met, that I've ever known for sure for sure. And when they when he passed, it was sudden. It like it was I was gonna say it was sudden, but a lot of people didn't see it coming for sure for sure. And I don't know, bro. It really shook me up, and that was like the first anything. That was the first verse on anything that I did creatively after he passed. So I felt like if I was I was gonna write something, it had to be for him. You know, it's dedicated.
0: Yeah. yeah, I definitely do. I mean, share share that. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you say that somebody just passes, like you know what I'm saying, just unexpectedly, like unexpectedly, or you some people just you see some people's health declining. Like yeah, is, bro. This Is, is uh, I I share. Don't no, trust me. I you
1: know Tank, and, I... tank one of the people, bro, you didn't like I still be thinking about it, like, damn, he really gone. And not not to not to bring the mood down or whatever, nah, but he man. was just he was one of those people that it was just like, man, you couldn't see nobody touching him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was just he went and he wasn't a scary dude, he was like extremely funny and extremely. Brotherly, you know what I'm saying, but he's gonna give you that real unfiltered. Like there's, like I said, man, there's so many. There's like a lot of a lot of things that I learned. I got fuck, man. It was I got jumped for the first time at that barbershop, but and like yeah, bro, and he was out there like going on the forefront. He ain't put his hands on nobody, but he was he protected me. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It was definitely it was definitely somebody that I had to write a song about for yeah. sure
0: most definitely most definitely and and then so just well you no know, god bless that 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 record that verse there like i said it's just it sounds super personal and it sounds it definitely sounds like a dedication record and it sounds like you definitely put your best pen forward with that one for real so
1: try to man for sure
0: most definitely so whenever whenever you do approach projects right because it's it's albums it's mixtapes and then it's collab you know what i'm saying efforts so uh, is the does the approach ever change in between album versus mixtape?
1: Nah, bro. It always. My 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 one rule for myself is that it always gotta outshine. It gotta go harder than what I put out last. Like I gotta, you gotta make the progression apparent. Like you know what I mean. If if you hear some shit, some new music from me, and you don't feel like I elevated from my last project, then I'm not doing my job. Right. You know what I mean? Like, everything, you know, shit supposed to get better with time. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be able to show your experience. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, man, if if my new shit ain't better than my old shit, then I got to go back to the drawing board. For sure. That's
0: what it is. It's advancement, improvement, progression. Yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? The only,
1: that's the only approach that I really be having. You know what I mean? I don't really... I don't even look at shit like as different titles. Like I don't, I don't think like, all right, this is gonna be an EP, this is gonna be an album, this is gonna be a, a collab. I just, I just go at it like, man, this is gonna be better than what I put out last.
0: So, and then whenever yeah. you do, whenever you do feature joints, what do you think is, the, is best the best process for feature records? Like, is it something that should be together in the same room? Do you feel like it's something that should be it works better email just how do you how do you go about that process
1: uh it it really don't matter man it really don't matter to me to be honest uh i like i like making for the most part like i like making songs in the same room as as the homies you know what i'm saying or whoever i'm working with Mm -hmm. just because we can kind of bounce ideas off each other we might come up with the name for the song or the hook for it you know what i mean it's, it's a little easier to, to, to get something more organic going. But you know, fuck especially in this past year with COVID, and I, you know, it ain't always the case. So sometimes you're gonna have to work with what you got, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't really we can't always pick a tooth, you know.
0: And that was that was actually like my my next point too. So especially dealing with COVID, you know what I'm saying? And in uh 2020, 20, whenever everything was pretty much closed, and y'all had a show in 19 uh i had a show that i was giving, i was coming to but i got into a car accident like the day before the show so i couldn't yeah. come that that happened in 19. so yeah. y'all had shows in like 19 and then the early part of, tw- of 20 if i remember correctly yeah we only then, had
1: two shows
0: yeah yeah and then covet happens and then so did that slow up anything with with the group did that kind of give people time to go go back sharpen they sharpen their knives
1: um my game plan for the team in 2020 was that being that we ain't gonna be doing those shows, we gotta be in the studio. Or we gotta we gotta be working on our own crafts, you know what I'm saying? That's why I dropped full projects last year, you know. Just because I'm a I'm gonna work while I'm while I'm not working on my stage presence, I'm gonna work on my on my pen. I'm working on my work ethic. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I'm to sharpen, you know what I'm saying? So Nah, bro, we ain't, we didn't stop working a bit. We were still meeting up every month. We were still making songs together. You know what I'm saying? It really shit ain't changed except for we wouldn't were, we weren't doing shows, but we were still together for sure. And we were still working. And, so, and even
0: from, from live shows, from a live show standpoint, we pull, we pull from different people. Like we're, we're, we're influenced by different people. Like, like what Wiz does on stage is different from what Wayne does on stage, you know what I'm saying? What Crit does on stage is totally different from what Kendrick does on stage. So what, what do you who do you look for just from like stage presence influence? Like who, who do you kind of look towards?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I study my favorite artists uh, shows. Like I, I, I studied a lot of Jay-Z, like the uh, Reasonable Doubt tour. I watched, I watched footage from that a uh, couple of Larry June videos, uh who else? A little bit of nip, but I wouldn't say I pull from any one person in particular. I think really and truly my, my partner said this too. Like it sound like I'm funny on stage. Like like matter of fact, uh Trey Delaney, that man said going to one of my shows is like going to like a rap comedy show or like something. And it's, it's just I don't know. I like I like being comfortable. Like I know I know if I'm making people laugh, I got you. Like I know Absolutely. you comfortable. I know that it ain't really I, I'm that's that's when I'm the most comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta ease that tension somehow. Niggas won't get on the stage and won't be hard 24-7. Like you don't gotta be, you don't have you don't to
0: have be to do that. A,
1: you don't you <laughs> ain't gotta be a gangster, you know what I'm saying? Like it's cool to make people laugh or it's cool to be goofy or you know what I'm saying I go up there yo it up I'm Jalen Quinn I'm the best rapper you ever heard I might say some shit like that I might you know yes sir or some yeah. shit I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do some shit to make people accept me a little bit more you know what I'm saying and then I'm gonna rap yeah. because I'm up here being goofy they ain't about to expect me to bar them out or they ain't about to expect the, the energy that I, that I give them you know what I'm saying so yeah, yeah bro I'm really just myself on the stage, dog.
0: That, and on top of it, too, that's a great point, like you say. Like, you can't just go on stage just being a gangster and then you got, you got two female songs. Like, you know what what I'm
1: saying? saying? Yeah, what you gonna do then? Right. You You know, know you might as well, yeah, you might as well show them who you are right in the beginning. That way, any transitions or any song that come on, you could approach it like yourself. You know what I'm
0: saying? And so recently y'all, well, yeah, recently I say, this is, we're recording this in June, but y'all had a show on your birthday, which was April 20th. Fourth, if I remember correctly. It's, it's, and it's, so that was that was the first show back. Yeah, public, correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well we had a show in March. We had a show in March at Nichols. And that was public, but it was limited. It was a, a limited capacity. And it was also live stream, too. So if you didn't if you weren't able to catch it, then you would have been able to catch it on Facebook or something. But that was at Nichols. Okay.
0: And then this this show that was for you, on your birthday, that was uh, I I forget the name of the show, and but but the location was uh was like last
1: intercoastal time. club,
0: intercoastal club, yeah, man, and that and like I said, that was my first show that I got a chance to go to, and it's a great energy around everything from the people that you had that were there, just the other performers, and even uh, all the way up to yourself, which is of course is the headliner. And so, uh, talk about just putting putting shows together and and things of like and how you structure everything.
1: Um. Well, we got it. We kind of we got a a good deal. We got a good relationship with the Intercoastal Club for sure, for sure. Uh, That's why we go over there so much. Uh, We just got a good rapport with them. Uh, They really believe in what we got going on for sure. So it's super easy to work with them. They respect what we got, so it's easy to respect what they got. Yeah. So getting that out the way, man. Like we, when we working with the Intercoastal, we usually do it like lineups. Depending on who I'm working with at that time, or you know what I'm saying? Like if we making if we dropping a show celebrating the project, I'll have people that was on the project to to come headline if I'm not asking Vest Visuals or L C Sun. You know what I mean? So, but that's usually who that's my go-to's, really and truly. Like, you're not gonna see me if if it was my show, you're not gonna see me rap without seeing L rap. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? And same with Vest Visual. I was, he just we just signed him as an artist. He'd been on the roster before that as the cameraman, as the video man. But he been rapping longer than he'd been shooting videos. So he wanted to kind of get back into that light. So we, we signed him as an artist. But Shout he out. another one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out Vest man. But we like that's that's another one. You know what I'm saying? If I'm rapping, you could guarantee that you're gonna see them too. And you might see one other person depending on who we working with at that time or whoever around but as far as my headliners is it's almost always going to be LC Sun It's almost always going to be Fest Visuals for show sure.
0: there you go there you go and then uh whenever you you say that like outside of the music you are a barber but is what else, what else do you have going on just outside of the music
1: <sighs> bro that's it man i I cut hair at, at Saks Park Ave on Main Street in Homer, home of Louisiana. And if I ain't doing that, man, I'm doing some nerd shit like reading comics or playing the game or something with my girlfriend. And I don't really be doing too, too much, bro, you know, cause I, I've been rapping my whole damn life, bro. I really don't, I don't really be feeling comfortable when I'm not doing this for too long. You know what I mean? Like I've been like today, for instance, I'm matter of fact, I'm at my homeboy house right now, his studio down in the fucking hallway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's after I, after we finish talking, I'm going right back in there and work on what I was working on before you call.
0: Locking back in.
1: Yeah, bro. It's been really my life. And you know, I you know what I'm saying? I, I don't really do too much other stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm, I really I really go out when I'm required to. I mean, you know, like I said, I got a girl, so we that do shit. Oh, all yeah. out of
0: trouble
1: right bro i just be out the way man and be in the club unless i gotta be there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i don't i don't do that shit especially with covid that kind of gave me another reason to not be a motherfucker's fan <laughs> that's the <laughs> fact know that social,
0: batteries, oh, that's social yeah. battery
1: <laughs> real talk bro i'm not i ain't gonna say i'm introverted i don't think i'm introverted at all but i got a real low tolerance for people <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like, select like, It's a select. It's a select, bro. I'm around the same people all the time. I don't really care to be around new people unless we can benefit from each other.
0: There you go. And that's exactly how it is. And then just uh, right, we're on the back end of the show here. And so just who are you a fan of today, like, as, as like, musically? Like, do you listen to R&B? Like, do you listen to, like, EDM? You know what I'm saying? Just like,
1: Zodico? Uh, I listen to, uh, right now, man. I'm working on an album, bro, so I'm listening to a lot of my own music kind of critiquing and uh, pinpointing stuff that I should be changing and, you know, shit like that. Aside from that, though, for best Visuals, L.C. Sun, that's that's always in my rotation. That rocket science just dropped. That sure. bitch is crazy. Aside from Legend, that that's a crazy project. Yeah. And I listen to a lot of uh, underground shit, bro. I listen to a lot of Detroit rap, like Icewear, Vezo, uh, Lonnie Bands, uh, Sada Baby, who else? Uh, you heard me jamming at Bees. Detroit. You heard
0: me jamming Detroit before we got off. Yeah, on. that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I figured that's what you was on, bro. But uh, I've been, i will be on that. Uh, Mac DeMarco. DeMarco. Yeah, uh, a couple of people, bro. I, I listen, I listen to a lot of smooth shit. Knowledge. It's. Like a lot of the music I listen to is different from what I make. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. For sure, for sure. Like people, I know people compare me to Currency, but I listen to Currency like least out of everything. For sure, for sure. I guess it's because we're from the same area. Currency was my favorite rapper at one point, but I liked him so much that I realized I was starting to sound like him. Yeah. So I I got off his music. You know what I'm saying? But. It's just a lot. It ain't it really ain't even a lot, bro. It's just a lot of unheard of people. Like I don't really listen to a young boy or anything mainstream. You know what I'm saying? And if I do, it's cause it's just not getting mainstream, like Larry June or yeah, yeah, uh, or Griselda. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. So
0: and my boys right there, the, the, the Griselda team. I, oh I, I yeah, rock, bro! I rock with Griselda a long way. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's one of the groups that make me wanna, that make me push up yeah. and that make me like, man, bro, we gotta be like this. Like, I like, I like thinking that me and him like a new outcast on some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. I see that.
0: I definitely yeah. see that. And especially that's something that I, I shared with him uh, last last year in the, in the middle of the pandemic. Like, because don't get me wrong, I, I'm a fan of all the ATL, the trap, turn up, club, pop bottles, and we throwing bands, we going crazy, like, I'm a fan of that, but I'm also a fan of Friday Night Lights Call, I'm a fan of Dave East, I'm a fan of Griselda, I'm a fan of Royce, the Five Nine. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm a fan of Roy- I'm a fan of Freddie Gibbs, you know what I'm saying, like, Ross, like, Ross by himself, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying, like, Right,
1: right, like, right. I'm a
0: fan of that, and Being in the house, that gives new spotlight to artists like that. You know what I'm saying? Including L in in that bracket as well. Because you can sit there and play Fantasies and you can roll over into Alfredo. And you know what I'm saying? It's all in the same vein.
1: Yeah, right. Right.
0: Yeah, so that's that's definitely uh, major. And then uh, just uh, a couple of other things here. Uh, I do see that you have a versus battle coming up later on this week. Yeah, man. Uh, Sunday, so, bro. Yeah, Sunday the 27th, June 27th. That's that is definitely a, a screw holiday. So out here in Houston, we're gonna be uh doing it up. But you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make sure I tune in to, to the to your verses. But what what exactly is it going on? Is it like exactly like rap battles? Like like what is it?
1: Um it's gonna be my 10 best songs versus his his 10 best songs. We're gonna see who's shit standing up better versus who's. Uh, Slim Santana or 1200 Slim. That's what we goes by now. Me, him and I, we like, of course, we're not the only rappers out here. but We definitely the rap. We, we like the ones in this city that's doing the most as far as like, you know, making moves and I guess being brands outside of just being artists. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really me and him. So, this is a lot of people uh, are anticipating this for sure. A lot of people making this the east side versus the west side thing. It's not that it's appealing, you know. It's very appealing, but it's not like we got beef or anything. Right. I'm cool, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I hope you cool with me. You know. <laughs> Straight up. But, uh, Straight yeah, up. we is is we definitely got a mutual respect for each other as working men. So hopefully, we what well, we hope this shit gonna bring us. Is new listeners from both sides, you know
0: what I'm yeah. saying? That's the that's the perfect thing about verses. You merge you merge in the crowds, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You merge There's in both. the crowds. That's that's the perfect. And, thing about
1: it. and we also gonna be performing the songs too. So I'm really excited for that. Can it's you give like, us any
0: type of like insight to what, what you got planned? Or you can just kind of give us like a, like a little corner, you know what I'm saying?
1: Or... Uh every damn near every song I produce myself. Okay. Uh it, it's a lot of the list that I, I, I chose was is, is pretty much like it's a list of songs that pretty much give you like my my sound. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like all my songs have my sound, mm-hmm. but these 10 songs in particular got like all right, this is a Jalen bag. Like this is a I know before I hear this beat before I hear the the verse. I know that Jalen gonna be on this bitch. Like a couple of songs just just to kind of give you some insight. Uh, Jabal, Fuck With Me, uh, King Kong, uh, Old Baby. Uh, you know, like, the song, like, all right, I know this is Jalen song. Like, a lot choice. of those, I, I Jamal, guess it's like telling choice. me, yeah, like, everybody, everybody fuck with that, bro. Like, it's so crazy. So, like, yeah, man, it's just a lot of songs. I guess I'm letting people know, like, who I am. Like, five, uh fuck a couple of them, bro. I can't songs out I, I got the list right here, but I kind of don't want to spoil it. No, no, don't saying? don't don't give the
0: whole thing away. No, nah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, because yeah, you gotta it's the show that, that we're yeah. looking for, you know what I'm saying? Gotta give the people some, you know, more to look forward to. But I definitely right. appreciate you sharing that with us. And then so outside of this versus battle that's coming up this Sunday, and do we have anything else that we're looking forward to? Like album upcoming soon, another collab project, or just yeah. upcoming I shows? Gotta,
1: I got two projects that I'm uh, dropping this year. Uh, the first one's going to be an EP. I'm working on an album. That's like my main focus. But I'm about, I'm about to drop an EP just with like five songs that I've been sitting on since like last year. Yeah. Just to kind of hold people. Because I, I haven't really dropped a, a project yet this year. Right. You know what I mean? So I know Elvin going crazy and Vest been going crazy. So i just kind of been... In the Queen Cave, in the shed, mm-hmm. just kind of like sharpening my own shit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know when either project dropping, but that EP coming first. And it's going to be like some, I, I think I'm going to name it, uh, I wouldn't drop these otherwise. <laughs> straight up. You know up. what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: straight, so, up, straight up. I'm
1: going to have like a five song EP with that just to have people listening to something while I focus on my main focus, which is Jalen versus Everybody. That's going to be my next album, for sure. And I don't even know if I'm going to drop it this year, to be honest with you. I really want it to be the best music that I've made so far. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's definitely going to take time and patience. Always. For sure. Yeah.
0: For Always. Sure. So any other upcoming shows besides, aside from the verses, anything on the books upcoming? We'll
1: we be, we be playing it by ear, bro. Uh sure. Whenever the opportunity arise, we definitely gonna uh, we definitely gonna tackle it. But my main my main thing shows that's gonna come. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta we gotta make sure that we working hard. We gotta make sure that we got music made, that we got beats made, that we got songs recorded. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta be prepared for whenever it is time to do a show. You know what I mean? Like it'll be hard to transition from rap to from artist mode to performance mode, whenever you steady working, you know what I'm saying? Like, because the okay, songs so that you're going to perform, you already been working on them for so for so long, so you already, like, it ain't like you gotta reaccustom yourself to learning some shit. Like, you already in it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I just try to make sure everybody working towards something, for sure.
0: Yes, indeed, yes, indeed, and so, all right here before we wrap up, where can the people buy the no help merchandise? Like where where, where can people find it?
1: Uh no help Spelled just like how sound, no NoHelpRecords.com. Uh you can also find our music everywhere, man. Everywhere that music could be streamed for sure. Uh SoundCloud included. Uh what am I missing? YouTube pages? Uh YouTube, yeah, man. Uh, move forever with two R's. Uh no uh Jalen Quinn. I think Vest Vest Visuals, he has his own uh YouTube channel. I don't think LC does, but you can find all of LC's visuals on Vest Visuals channel for okay. sure. Uh man, stream rocket Signs stream late nights, early mornings by Vest Visuals. Uh stream Jalen the Mountain. And yeah, man, no
0: Check out the entire discography for LC sign. David yeah, Quinn, Best, best Visuals. visuals too, man. Just check out
1: e. Bro, for sure, for sure, man. Because I'm saying rocket science, man, but I still listen to Fantasies on the regular, man. Yeah, for man. sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. I was
0: listening to Fantasies with one, of, with one of my dogs while I was back home. He caught bars in there that I had even no clue of. I, I forgot uh, what record it was on, but that's whenever L was saying he... Uh, hit the, he hit the pinnacle like n- Nirvana. I had no clue what, what the bar meant, but my homeboy knew exactly what it meant, like, instantly, like, and, but, you know, because he's been on the yeah. other side of the world, so he understands, and he knows, like, he yeah. understands the double entendre inside that. that yeah, right,
1: right. So. bro. also, uh you were talking about upcoming projects, LC and I are actually working on Best in the City too. yes sir. and we, we, like, we, like, damn near almost done with that bitch. Like, yes, we got... We got a couple of songs it's gonna be more songs than the first one for sure but we've been working on that that was that was one of the projects we was working on all last year too so that might drop this year as well man for sure
0: most definitely and like i say uh like i told you in person like whenever you got the music up to up to the family up there future 106 they are running anomaly on their station they run it trust me they run it they run the record all the come time,
1: on. come like, on, man. They
0: they run the record all the time. Like they got y'all's music in, in loop. You know what I'm saying. So it's it's moving. You know what I'm saying. That's it's moving. hard, bro. It's moving. Hard. Man, I'm gonna have to see.
1: I'm gonna have to send you the link. I'm gonna send you the link to uh to to to, to best in the city too. For most sure. People, let you let you hear, it, bro.
0: Most definitely. I'm gonna hear it and stand right here in, in my files, nowhere else. And so yeah. And then just last but not least, where can Everybody like find you on like all the socials and and everywhere else for for you in particular.
1: Uh man, you can find me on Facebook as Jalen Quinn J A L E N Q U I N N, uh Twitter and Instagram underscore Jalen Quinn J A underscore J A L E N Q U I N N, uh TikTok is no help Jalen Quinn. I'm not really that I don't go that hard on TikTok yet. I I really just be watching shit. I, I don't really. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to figure that shit out.
0: Hey man, I'm scared of TikTok. I'm scared of that. That's I'm, I'm, not, that I'm, I'm not even over there I'm, I'm scared addicted, of
1: that. <laughs> bro. That shit is it's, it's, it's really like a consumer. That's a consumer app, bro. You got to really find out how to get out that shit if you want to be a uh, your, your, real talk, son. It's the truth. But it's aside true. from that, YouTube, J A L E N Q U I N N. And also, bro, don't get discouraged if you don't find me on YouTube right away because there's this basketball player. I think he's in college now. His name Jalen Quinn, so spelled wow. the same way as my shit, bro. It's, it's That's so wild. crazy. That's wild. Yeah. So if you look, if you look up my name and you see this light skinned dude, then don't be the. Not him, Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Just him. keep scrolling down. You are gonna find me eventually. I promise. Straight up. Man.
0: Well, I'm gonna make sure I tag the correct YouTube pages and every and all the other sites down below for you Thank here. You, and then uh, I'm also make sure I tag all the, the no help and er- everywhere everybody else. So included and so. Uh so yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out today. You know what I'm saying? I know you record, and I definitely thank you for, you know, what I'm saying giving me time of the day to record and knock out this episode of the Perspective Podcast. And so uh, and I definitely just want to thank you, No Help Records, uh, everybody that yeah. I met at the show, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely love. It was definitely love, and it felt genuine, you know what I'm saying? Cause I've been in some other spots where it's been, you know, but you know what I'm saying, with y'all, that definitely felt like I was right at home. So uh, everybody, make sure y'all check out all the music that No Help Records has to offer from Jalen, Jalen Quinn, these visuals, LC Sun, and everything else that they have going on on the visual side, the merchandise, everything included. They got the full operation and swing. And so, make sure y'all check out my hat store, finesseincince93.com. Uh, that's oh. where you'll find hats, face masks. You'll find other merchandise that are on this year as as it gets colder. And so, until next time, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for checking it out. As the late great Nipsey Hussle will say, the marathon will continue. And until next time, y'all. Peace.
1: Been riding round thinking about decisions I'd made up in my life. How I'm here to be precise. All my wrongs and all my rights. All the fuck ups in the fights. All them nights that turn the mornings. All them days that started upside down but ended up all right. I'm patting down my pockets for the flame. I'm getting nice. Trying to get my head right. I don't smoke in red lights. Trying to see who were behind me. But they driving with their brights. If I catch some flashing lights, I might not get home tonight. I came up with them tights. Hustling on it. Third strikes, taking risks to feed their love was What you know about sacrifice? Eggs on my rice. How it feel to come right out your wallet with tuition. Government assistance made it hard to stay committed. You can't always expect I'm gonna buy books with all them checks. It came slower than it left. Now I can't pay for my girl dinner. Had to make her get it. Now I'm tripping, thinking she gonna want a nigga with expenses. I'm obsessed with making interest. In my mind, they done drilled that I ain't shit till I get it.